Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. I am Marco Flalo in Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. On Twitter, we are at your tech report, facebook.com slash your tech report, our YouTube channel, Mitchell. I invite a lot of people to go there now because we're doing a lot of these unboxing videos and hands on videos. Is youtube.com slash your tech report online. So, Mitchell, we're, we're in this yes. drive towards the holidays. And what we do is pre-CES, because everybody's crazy at CES, we try to catch up with all these companies that have made recent announcements and companies we're kind of excited about. I'm not going to lie. You and I kind of have this favoritism thing where we don't really, the companies we don't really care about, we don't even bother calling them. Well, well it isn't that. I mean, you know, we, we only have, you know, although our, our, share, our show airs multiple times during the week, we basically have one new episode a week. We want to talk about the stuff that we're excited about. Why waste time with the gear and the technologies and the companies that we're not excited about. We want to promote the positive stuff, and we want to promote the stuff that we genuinely get jazzed about to share with our audience. And this next company obviously does not need our help. Microsoft does not need our help getting its name out there. But let me tell you something. There's been such a transition for me personally. I've always been a Mac and a PC guy, okay? You know, I game on my PCs. I'm an Xbox guy. So Microsoft has been a big part of my life for years. But in terms of innovation, when you're talking about innovating on the hardware side, and this is something we don't really, you know, that we haven't been able to say in the past about Microsoft, always great with software, but now they're innovating so much on the hardware side, they're eclipsing companies like Apple and everyone else because I think Microsoft's hardware is the hardware to be excited about. Am I wrong here? Am I the only one? Because every announcement they make, my eyes light up. Every every technology, every new gadget, they're amazing. I can hands down say that Microsoft has been the only company in, in the last long while um, to really show some innovate. true innovation and say, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, products come out going, wow, okay, I didn't expect that, or wow, I need to get my hands on that. Um, I, I want to welcome our guest, Sharif Ibrahim, Director of Windows and Devices Group, uh, Group at Microsoft Canada. Welcome to your tech report. How are you? Guys, thanks for having me. I'm great. And that, that warm welcome, I, I'm going to listen to that every day. That's awesome. Well, we can, we can <laughs> turn it into your voicemail greeting or something like that so everybody can hear it when they call you. We'll put on a loop. It'll be great, yeah. Sharif, you know, this is the, you know, none of this is a word of a lie, and we're not doing this because you're on the show. We've talked about this for quite some time since, since the Surface Pro lineup really kind of started with the 3, and then the Surface came out, and then the Pro 4. We've been, we've been nonstop talking about how innovative these products are, especially compared to the competition, especially compared to Apple. You know what? We, I hate to name drop, but at the same time, you guys have been pushing the envelope for quite some time lately, and I think stolen the spotlight from anybody who's manufacturing devices. Well, it, it's fascinating. You know what? We talk about this a lot over the last couple of years. I mean, it really comes down to listening to our fans. No, I mean, you look at the Windows Insider program, you look at the mission that the Windows team in general has. And when I say Windows, I mean all the great people in our engineering team that work on hardware like Surface and all the great engineers that actually work on Windows, the operating system. And it really does come down to building an operating system and building hardware that people are going to absolutely love. And, and how do you do that? You listen to fans. And we, we've listened time and time again to what are the things that they're looking for? What are the features they're looking for? And it starts to really culminate when you come up with things like, you know, the Surface Pro 3 about a year and a half ago, and now the Surface Pro 4, fantastic momentum there. Like when I have a chance to talk to, you know, graphic artists at some of the local video game companies who are literally using the Surface Pro 4 because they can get on top of it and draw with it, but then they can just walk outside, take it anywhere they want and get inspired to do their art. That's something they just couldn't do. Um, with any other device. I mean, to be able to use Adobe Photoshop and do that on, a, on an amazing tablet with a pen and do it anywhere, that's literally from the work of listening to fans. And then you look at Surface Book, which we just announced, the new performance-based version. Uh, that product came out last year. We got a lot of great response. 
And our fans told us, you know what, we'd love to see this as powerful as it is. We'd love to see even more power. And so we developed a whole new base for the Surface Book that gives it even more power with dedicated graphics. So if you're someone that does movie editing or photo editing, maybe you're someone who does, you know, we have architects, for example, that use Bluebeam, which is great software for driving uh, your, your um, blueprints. All of that becomes that much more easy and seamless on a Surface Book. You know what's interesting? I mean, you say things like, you know, listening to your listening to your consumer, listening to the audience, listening to the people out there that use your devices. Those aren't just words because there are some companies out there, and we might have already named one, that seem to put out devices that they think we should like, or here's what you should have. Here are the features that we want you to have now. And actually listening and responding, whether it's even on the software side, when it's talked about bringing back the start bar, bringing back things, Microsoft has always been responsive. And I think it really, really shines through that MO of being responsive to the consumer base. It really shows through in the products because I look at the technology inside, not that just the technology, but the ergonomics. You even listen on the ergonomics side, devices that are comfortable to use. And, you know, Mark talked about it earlier. We talked about it a bit off the air, having had some hands-on time. I want the audience to know these aren't just words. These aren't just selling points. This is a reality. When you get your hands on a Microsoft product, you can tell that the people that designed this were listening to the people that wanted certain features. It really shows through in the product. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the relentless amount of time that our engineers spend on all the various trade-offs that they need to make in order to get the product to where they need it to be. I mean, start with the software. I mean, our Windows Insider program, we've got millions of people testing Windows. These are just fans. They, 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 they are more than happy to try out new features of Windows and give us real feedback. And we've added thousands of new features to Windows as a result. Like, for example, 4K gaming. You can stream that now on, on with the new creators update. That's just from listening to our fans who say, I spent a lot of time on my PC. I'm playing games, and I want an easy way, like an appliance-like way to do that. And then you get to the, the fit and finish of the device. We've been told numerous times around, you know, whether it's artists, architects, uh, small, medium business customers, students, they want to feel proud of what they're carrying around. They want something that they can show off to their friends and family and really be proud of that device as it's a reflection of who they are. And so taking time to develop, you know, new covers, like we had a signature cover uh, made of a very unique Alcantara material from Italy. And that was really important to some of our fans who said, I want something that is that really does speak to, to who I am and something that's a bit more premium. Um, you know, the Surface Book, the ability to detach the screen of it, and when you take that screen off and you put it back on and it's all through um, an electronic mechanism that just does it so seamless, it's like closing the door of a luxury car. I mean, you just feel that. And, and it, it's, it's incredibly difficult for engineers to do that. But, you know, the tireless and relentless effort that they put into it results in these products that our fans tell us they feel proud to pick up and carry around. And by the way, it helps them get through their day and get their work done, which is phenomenal. You know, to our listeners who don't uh, don't realize, the Windows Insider program is absolutely free, and anybody can join that program, which I think is one of the unique elements of it, because a lot of other companies have these closed beta programs that, you know, you have to go through lots of loops and, and, and lots of criteria to get into, but opening it up to the general public, I think, gives you a much wider array of feedback from a very, very large spectrum of user. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, we we put our money where our mouth is in that respect, and that we've I've personally seen new. There's been hundreds of features added to Windows 10 as a direct result of that. Um, and and again, anybody can sign up for it once you have a Microsoft account, whether that's Hotmail, Outlook, etc. You can easily go and do that. So you live and breathe devices, obviously, with the title of Director of Windows and, and Devices Business Group. Tell us about, I mean, I know the Surface Pro 4, there's a, a lot of software updates that are, you know, helping the Surface Pro 4 lineup. Where does it come to? Because it's, it's been out for what, just over a year now? 
It's been uh, the Pro 4, yeah, it'll be about it's just a little bit over a year. That's right. Yeah, so a little bit over a year. So tell me, from when it was launched to where it is today, how much progress have we seen on this device, the pickup, the people, the using it, the, the love for it? There's so many different ways to think about it. One is, I think, the fact that we're trying to create new categories here, right? We're trying to create new ways for people to get their work done or have fun or just create, right? I think we've seen so much focus in the last several years around consuming content. And when you look at what we're trying to do with products like the Surface Pro 4, the Surface Book, um, and even the new studio, which we'll talk about in a moment, we're really trying to develop devices that enable people to just create. And what's phenomenal about that is not only do we see a lot of creators, and I don't just mean creators in the sense of there's someone who's, who's you know, drawing or an artist, uh, someone who's maybe making a PowerPoint or writing a screenplay or, you know, for example, what you guys are doing is, is pure creation. You imagine being able to do that in a device that, it's powerful, it's thin and light, it, it's something you're proud to carry around, but it lets you have a pen, it lets you have a ruler on your screen and do things that you would typically do on a paper and pen. What's great about it is not only do we have great momentum there, but we're really inspired to see our OEM partners like HP and Lenovo and Dell and, and others um, develop really great examples of other two-in-ones, other, other form factors that, that allow customers to have a lot of different choices and variety and how they get that done. So we're really pleased with what we've seen with Surface Pro 4, and we're equally pleased with the market response around the category in general. Well, you know, you know, Sharif, it's my job because you know how obsessed I am now with the Surface Studio. I want to transition us for a few minutes to talk about that um, because, you know, I'm, I'm based in Los Angeles and I'm lucky enough to have a Microsoft store right near. It's so funny. The Microsoft store and the Apple store are directly opposite each other, almost like something out of I expect to see tumbleweeds <laughs> flying across the mall as the Wild West shootout ensues at my local <laughs> mall. And I, I spent some time there because I really wanted some hands on time with a Surface Studio. And when it was first announced, Mark and I were both so excited. And, and you know, if you listen to the show and people out there that are listening know this, we'll talk about certain things and say you won't really know how great it is until you get your hands on one. Because that's when the excitement and, oh, look at what it does, and, oh, I wonder if it can do this, transitions to the reality of what it actually does, the build quality, that zero-gravity hinge that allows it to lay almost flat, uh, the dial yeah, uh, the Surface Dial. That is not just, and I want you to talk about the Surface Dial as well, because it's easy for people to think of that as a, you know, just you know, a cute little gimmick. But it's incredibly, you know, context sensitive and functional. This is a product that I think when people try it, will absolutely blow them away, like it did with me. This is, I got, I got to tell you, I've, I've launched a lot of devices. I've seen a lot of hardware. To your point, like I live and breathe it. This is one of the most exciting things I think we've launched in, in quite a while. Um, and for. The, you know, you have to imagine, right, this 28-inch, absolutely brilliant screen. It's, it's going to be the best screen you've ever seen, you've ever laid your it eyes is. on. <laughs> it's incredibly, like, when you, when you have a chance to actually touch it, the material, the fit, the finish, it's incredible. And just with a very gentle push, it literally lays down on the table and turns into this massive canvas. It, it really is, an, it really is um, in terms of engineering, a work of art. And then when you think about what goes under the hood and what it can do, it, it's quite phenomenal. But it's not... You know, yes, it will sit on your desk, and it is a desktop, but it's not a desktop. It's a studio, and we're really trying to create a whole new category here. And I, I love hearing from uh, the, uh, basically the godfather of Surface, Panos Panay, and we had a chance to hear from him and, and w how he was thinking through this product design and why he's bringing this product to market based on, again, listening to a lot of our fans out there and what they're looking for. And one of the, the insights he, he garnered that was quite fascinating was when you think about how we create as individuals, and we still tend to get up and just jump on a whiteboard or doodle on a piece of paper or write something in a notebook. 
Like there's this creation process that always tends to happen offline, right? Not with technology. But in reality, a lot of the finished part of the, the creation process is on technology, right? Whether that's in something like Word or PowerPoint or Photoshop or, or architecture software, whatever. And so the idea with this was how do we take that very inspiring um, natural human creation that tends to happen offline and bring it into real into technology right and so you mentioned the dial and and you think about pen being able to go on a studio and use a pen on and effectively a big sheet of paper is one thing but then to have this dial that depending on the app you're using so i'll give you i'll give you a really good example let's say you're in sketchable sketchable is a great app for drawing and today, if you're drawing and you want to get different colors, you know, you've got to go and clean the brush and put it into a different color there. If you're, right. if you're using a PC, you've got to go into your shortcuts and grab a different color. You can have the dial in one hand, and as you're literally coloring and sketching, you can just, with the turn of the dial, start to adjust the colors, adjust the saturation, the hues. And, and there's a number of other applications where the dial just unlocks some really interesting features um, we've got one as well with Bluebeam, which is, again, architecture software. And as an architect drafting on blueprints, when we talk to them, they say, yeah, we still we take pictures of our blueprints. We've marked up on them with a highlighter and pen. We then scan it and bring it back into the computer and then review it. Being able to do that in a studio creates a whole new way to collaborate that just doesn't exist today with any other device. So really, really excited about the engineering. And again, really based on what we've heard from our fans and what they're looking for as it relates to being creative and productive with great hardware. But here's what's so cool about what you guys have done. You've created this beautiful, like you say, the closest thing, it's akin to a giant canvas. I couldn't have, I couldn't have put it any better. It's this giant canvas, beautiful touch interface as well. But what you guys did, you're not afraid to turn over the screen to other devices. What I mean by that is just because you have a giant touch screen doesn't mean everything has to be done with touch. And I think almost using the dial, I mean, I saw them using the surface dial. Like you said, he was doing some drawing and seamlessly as he was doing a pen stroke, turning the dial with his left hand to change the color, it was magical. But also using it as a zoom Using it to zoom in on what you're doing was so much faster. And actually, you know, you had more grades of zoom using that dial than if he had actually taken, taken his hands off the pen or off the keyboard to do a physical zoom with his hands. It took the workload off of the touch interface and put it into a device. So as, as great as you guys are to, at, at making these touch screens, having the ability to take a device and not be afraid to take away from touch and use one of these interface devices is really a cool touch as well. Well, if you think about the last, you know, three decades or so, how do we interact with computers? It's, it's been primarily mouse and keyboard, right? Right. Touch right. is phenomenal. It's supernatural. I mean, we use it on our smartphones. We use it on tablets. What we're trying to do with the pen and with the dial and with the keyboard is just give people other ways to input into their device. If you have a high-focus activity, like if you're editing a document or you're doing some artwork, it might make sense for you to use a mouse or a pen versus your finger. But then there's times when, absolutely, you just want to scroll up and down a web page or you're playing a game. So... Yes, as you, you'll see our, you, you're seeing our accessories portfolio really enable people to have a, a variety of different inputs, whether it be the pen, mouse, keyboard, uh, the dial, and, of course, phenomenal experience with touch right out of the box as well. And you know what was really cool? This is the last thing. I'll stop. I'm already drooling over this computer. Uh, <laughs> Surface Studio, I mean, once again, it start, here in the States, it starts at $29.99. And once again, you have to get your hands on this to realize that that is a deal. Because we've always said a great deal is more indicative of value than it is a price point. And what you get in return for the price is incredible. And they were very smart at the Microsoft Store because I was playing, I was using the base model. It isn't like they gave me a $4,000 model and said, here, have fun. And, oh, that's not the one you're going to get for 
$29.99. I was using the base model, and I threw everything I had at this, and nothing slowed it down. So even the way it's engineered, even the base model, you don't feel like you're, you're, you're being punished for not getting an upgrade. You're getting a ton of computing for a base model as well. Again, when I started describing it, I mean, and I'm, I'm really glad you had a chance to see it. And for those of you who are listening, if you can envision this 28-inch, just gorgeous canvas, I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about over 13 million pixels on this screen. One of the highest, uh, in terms of color accuracy, one of the highest in the market. I mean, it is an absolutely gorgeous display. So you're right. I mean, regardless of which model you're getting, you're going to be blown away by not only how it looks, but what it can do and how it feels. Um, it's incredibly exciting. Uh, it's incredibly exciting for sure. And I encourage people as it starts to arrive in some of the stores here in Canada, we don't have a formal uh, anything to announce on when that's going to be, but it will be at some point in uh, next year. Uh, we definitely encourage you to get out there and check it out. Sharif, aside from like obviously casual users, um, how has the response been on the partner side, the developer side, the companies that are making software for these devices? It's interesting. I mean, if you take... I would say that if you take two different things, one being products like the Pro, the Book, and Studio that are enabling you to use hardware in a whole new way, and you think about what you know, Adobe coming out on stage with us during the Pro 3 launch and making Adobe work on touch. That took a long time for them to, to go and do, and, and part of the reason they did it was there was finally a device that ran the full Adobe suite and worked with Pen. And so there's an example where a developer really stepped up and said, we believe in this technology. Um, and, and you see things like Sketchable that I just mentioned, working with the dial from day one of, of shipping in the studio. Bluebeam is another example. And there's a variety of other really great third-party applications that out of the box will work in a really engaging way on this great canvas with this dial. Um, and even, you know, we're not talking much about HoloLens today, but even HoloLens, another great Windows device that we've launched, has really been inspiring developers to, to work on the Windows ecosystem because as you develop an app for Windows, uh, it runs on, on, you can make it run virtually on any Windows device, whether that be something small like a tablet, um, like a Surface Pro 4. It can run on a studio. It can run on your Xbox or any, any PC for that matter. So we've seen a tremendous response uh, from developers in general on taking advantage of some of these really new hardware scenarios, whether that be pen, the dial, holograms, etc., because it just gives them an opportunity to, to create experiences that they just couldn't on any other uh, platform. Sharif, I'm not sure if this is a question that you can answer. I'm sure you'll tell me if you can or can't. Um, HoloLens is something we've been we've been you know tracking for quite some time, and you know as, as exciting as VR is, I think augmented reality or a combination augmented and VR is even more exciting. And that's where HoloLens sort of fits in. Uh, the the applications in education, uh, home use, entertainment—they're off the charts. Do we have any, I mean, for people that, because we get these emails all the time, uh, I've seen HoloLens online, I've seen YouTube videos, I've seen Alex give the demos. Is there any date or set time period for when we might see a consumer version? Or for right now, are we still in the developer phase where only developer units are going out for the foreseeable future? You know, it's it's been a fascinating journey to see HoloLens develop. It's, so a couple things. One is, yes, you can absolutely, if you're an interested developer, Go today to HoloLens.com, and you can order one right now in Canada, no problem, or the U.S., absolutely. And we've actually expanded to a variety of other markets around the world quite recently. Um, also, for some of our enterprise customers, there is a, a kit available for them as well. And I think we've been really enthusiastic to see both developers and commercial customers develop genuine solutions for problems they have using this technology. And it's, it's interesting, as you mentioned, augmented reality and virtual reality. What's really different about this product is it's actually mixed reality because it not only can put something in front of you, 
I mean, if, if anyone has played Pokemon Go, and I would imagine a lot of your listeners <laughs> have had a chance to try that out. Oh, yes, I have. To, well, I mean, they have. Yeah, yes. right? I mean, it's one thing to have, you know, a Pokemon kind of sit in front of you in, this, in, in front of what's in your camera, which is awesome. But this device actually can understand the world around you. It can, it can scan the room around you, understand where a table is, understand where the wall is. And then you can literally take a hologram and it can interact with that. So, for example, I can take a screen, let's say something basic like Netflix, which is it's a Windows app, so it just it works on HoloLens. And I can literally throw it up on the wall and it understands where the wall is and then I can make it as, as big as I'd like. I can take a, an, a hologram of an astronaut and have it just sit on my table as something that can just sit there and I can interact with. Um, you know, there's, there's some pretty interesting games we have on there, one in particular where it maps out your living room, totally understands your living room, and then creates a crime scene in your living room. And it no, so playing at my house versus your house or somewhere else will always be a little bit different. So, you know, mixed reality that Holland's is, is delivering is phenomenal, and the response from developers and commercial customers has been great. Um, you know, you can go online and check out some of the things we're doing with Lowe's, with Volvo, and others. I can't answer your question in terms of when will we see a consumer model, but what I would say is our focus right now is on getting more of these into the hands of developers and, and enterprise customers to literally see, like, what are the things we can do? What is the art of the impossible with this device? And the response has been great, for sure. Well, you know what? We're, we're extremely excited about the entire product lineup, and we're looking forward to seeing only all the innovation that I'm sure is coming down the road, both on the software and the hardware side. You know, the, These days, we find that, obviously, hardware, you can bump up specs and stuff like that, but the software is really changing the way we interface with our products these days. So uh, congrats, and we're really looking forward to everything that's coming down the line. Oh, I'm really excited for you guys having me on today and, and look forward to chatting again in the future. There's more Your Tech Report after this. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.